Thank you, Lucas. The work of all the strategic uh, pathways, a really wonderful example of the vitality of our congregation to working uh, for justice and uh, for peace. And I'm deeply grateful to you, Lucas, and all the lay leaders of our church uh, who are truly leading us um, in these days. So in this, the sixth uh, Sunday in Easter, I want uh, to look again at the Gospel of John here in the 14th chapter. Um, words that will be familiar to many of you, a uh, passage that's often read um, at the time of the death of a loved one, at the funeral or at the committal to uh, the grave. Um, words of great assurance uh, spoken by Jesus on the eve of uh, his own uh, death and reassuring to us in this time as well, as many of us face uh, the specter of death and the great uh, conflagration of the pandemic in which we find ourselves. So let's uh, turn uh, to the word of God in the Gospel of uh, John in the 14th chapter. <clears throat> Beginning at verse one. Jesus said to the disciples, do not let your hearts be troubled. Believe in God, believe also in me. In my father's house, there are many mansions. If it were not so, would I have told you that I go to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and will take you to myself, so that where I am, you may be also. And you know the way to the place where I am going. Thomas said to him, Lord, we do not know where you are going. How can we know the way? Jesus replied, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except by me. If you know me, you will know my Father. You will know my Father also. From now on, you do know him and have seen him. Amen. So Jesus begins uh, the chapter by saying, let not your hearts be troubled. Well, what are they troubled about? Let's go back into chapter 13 near the end in a dialogue between uh, Peter and uh, Jesus. <clears throat> in verse 36, Simon Peter said to Jesus, Lord, where are you going? He's talking about leaving them. This is a classic um farewell address that Jesus is giving. It's like the farewell address of Moses before the people enter into the promised land. It's a classic formula from the uh, Greek and Roman literature of the time. Um, a leader who is leaving and is giving an, his, his final word of hope and instruction and a promise of uh, that the people who are following will now become leaders themselves and we'll meet again 
uh, with the leader in some fashion. So just as uh, later, Thomas will say, well, where are you going here? Peter says, where are you going? <clears throat> where are you going? Jesus answered, where I am going, you cannot follow. You cannot follow me now, but you will follow me afterward. Peter said to him, Lord, why can I not follow you now? I will lay down my life for you. We know how that all turns out with Peter, not able to fulfill his vow to follow Jesus. Where are you going? So they're deeply troubled. He says, do not be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me. <clears throat> There's an echo here. Um, back to uh, the first chapter of the Gospel of John, John, of course, in the prologue. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God. And the word was God and nothing came into being without the word. Right? And then the word became flesh and dwelt among us, bringing light and truth. This is a theme that begins right at the very beginning of John's gospel. And it's based on the idea of the, I am, I am the God of Israel. God says to the Israelites, in the first commandment, I am the God of Israel who brought you out of the land of Egypt, which echoes the words that he gave to Moses in the burning bush, I am. These great phrases that uh, come from the Gospel of John that we looked at last week, I am the resurrection of the life, I am the, I am the bread of life, I am last week the gate, and now today, I am the way and the truth and the life. Martin Luther said that God is what we hang our hat on, where we put our trust. That's God. And what God is saying here is that if you hang your hat on me, if you cast your lot with me, if you align yourself with me, you will not have to be afraid. Bad things will come. It's not that we'll be protected from all trouble but that in the midst of those bad things, we can be assured, reassured that God is always with us and for us, not against us, but with us and for us in the midst of all trouble uh, to bring us to that place of wholeness and, and peace, which is God. When Moses heard the voice of God from the burning bush in Sinai and asked to know the name of God, God said, I am. I am who I am. God is beingness itself. God is the, is the essence of life. To know God is to live in the light of that love, to live in that love. So believe in God, believe also then in me. Then there, in my house, there are many dwelling places, many mansions. Where I go, you will go. I will come to you that you will be with me. And then these words in which he says, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father, but except through me. Now these words um, are very confusing, deserve a little time to be unpacked, because it's easy to interpret this text as suggesting that those who are not Christians are excluded 
from the love of God. It's been used, I say, perhaps misused and used in an abusive way by generations of Christians as a point of condemnation for those who are not Christian, as though Buddhists and Hindus, Muslims, Zoroastrians, Taoists, Shintoists will never get to heaven because they aren't Christian. They don't have the right label on them. I can assure you that in the time of Jesus, when he was speaking to his friends in the first century in uh, Roman Palestine, on the brink of his death, he wasn't thinking about a phrase to exclude uh, three quarters of the world's population. It seems completely out of uh, line with everything else that he said in his life. I am the way. <clears throat> Jesus is talking about a way. The earliest Christians were called followers of the way. It was a way of living. It was a way of seeing other people. It was a way of understanding other people. It was a way of understanding your place in the world as a fellow disciple. It was a way of understanding God as being that overarching and fully present love for every single human for creation, not just for human beings, but for all of creation. It was a way of being, it was a way of living, it was a way of loving. I'm the truth. Yes, Jesus comes to reveal the deep and abiding truth that you are a person of dignity, that you are beloved of God, that nothing can break the relationship between you and God, except our own willfulness to turn our back upon it and to forget who we really are. That's the truth. You are a beloved child of God. And no matter what the circumstances that surround you in the current state, it is not the end of the story. The end of the story is that God is with you and for you. Because God is life. I am. I am, Jesus said, the way, the truth, and the life. The phrase that Jesus loves to use in the Gospel of John uh, to refer to eternal life, uh, very often the places where uh, Matthew, Mark, or Luke would have said the kingdom of God or the kingdom of heaven, Jesus, the Greek phrase that he uses is zoe ionios, eternal life. Eternal life, not in the sense of a very long time, something that begins when your heart stops beating. That's the way a lot of us think about eternity. It's something that we enter into, which is a different kind of time that begins when our heart stops beating. But we are in eternity now. You and I are in eternity, but we cannot, will not see it because of our having turned away from the love of God. Eternal life is not just many days and years piled on top of each other. Eternal life is life in God, here and now. Not in the sky by and by, not in a future time to be fulfilled. Eternity, the eternal love of God, is expressed in the intimate details, the prosaic details, the, the, the complexity of your life is the place of eternity. So I am the way and the truth and the life. Now, you may have heard me uh, talk about this before, preach on this, and I can't 
ever turn to this text without remembering uh, the wise words um, of Barbara Mulqueen. Barbara Mulqueen was a deeply dedicated member of this church and a regular participant in the Bible study class that I teach on Wednesday mornings. And uh, during her uh, final days and months, um, afflicted with uh, ALS, uh, she still made it uh, to Wednesday class. And even as her ability to move and to speak declined, she was a regular participant. And one of the last times that she was able to speak in a way that we could understand in her final illness was on the Wednesday morning when we were studying the Gospel of John and we came to this point. And I said, now everybody's going to get a chance to speak on this passage because it has for so many um, been a confusing and troublesome passage and everybody needs to have their voice heard. So I read the passage to them again and I said, Jesus said, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. When it came to Barbara's turn, she was able to say that what Jesus is saying here, he, she believed, based on her experience in the class and her own personal experience in her relationship with Jesus, was, if you want to find God, follow me. Live the way I live. Care for people the way I care for people. Devote yourself to a cause that is greater than your own. Give of yourself to other people. Allow yourself to experience the love of God. Let God come into your heart and mind and life. And in that perfect love, cast out the fears that hold you back. She said, if you want to find God, follow me. That's it, right? God wants nothing more than to be in a loving relationship with us. In the words of a pastor and a theologian, Cynthia Javis, who wrote, what we know of God in Jesus Christ is that God has chosen to be God with us. What we know of God in Jesus Christ is that God has chosen not to be God without us, but only to be God with us. You are God's beloved child. You are the product of God's choice. God is choosing you when Jesus says, I am the way and the truth and the life. Come to God in the way that I live and know that perfect truth of God's love. And so enter into the fullness of life. Amen.